Well, I'm back one more time here, Danny's Musical Chats. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, i just uh, been thinking a bit about uh, wear and tear and time and stress and what's happened in the last year. Um, I'm thinking about myself, of course. <laughs> Uh, but I'm also thinking in general, just people in general, and where we're at, like a year after this uh, whole change happened. Uh, recently, um, you know, I've been feeling fairly worn down, but that's nothing unusual <laughs> in the last God knows how many months. But I was just looking at some older pictures on my Facebook and looking at how much more bright-eyed and kind of like healthy I looked. Um... You know, I just looked different a year ago. Because you know how they have that thing on Facebook, you know, a year ago or several years ago? I always find that interesting because, you know, circumstances change, you know, situations change. You get older. Uh, there's that, right? There's just that, you know, just simply getting older. But I think, actually, it's I can really see the uh, the wear and tear on my, my face and, I can, and my body. You know, I mean, it's just... I've just been a lot less active you know for v various reasons I mean I also have a kind of a arthritic condition in my knees which has slowed me down a lot from uh, where I was when I was a lot more physically active been fighting it for quite a while and uh, you know lately trying to re-motivate but you know that that whole COVID fatigue exhaustion all of that that goes with it um not everybody suffers in the same way, or not everyone is affected, I guess is probably a better word, suffering not necessarily, but people, you know, behave differently, you know, um, their energy levels are hit in different ways. Some people have done very well, I mean, in terms of staying physically active, you know, they're jogging, they're biking, and they're doing all these other things, and that's very positive. But for people that are maybe not so prone to do things like that anyway, pre-COVID, or have physical limitations, um, this has been a pretty brutal year. And, uh, you know, it's made things even worse, I think, because it's easy to say, well, you know, my knee's bugging me, I'm not going to go out and walk. <laughs> Believe me, I've done that. Um, you know, I just, I just think that, you know, I see around me too, and I see the signs of stress, and, you know, in my own self and other people, and I see how various people are coping in various different ways. Um, as a musician, you know, it's uh, you know I have a lot of, you know, empathy for my fellow musicians and singers that are out there that have been really heavily impacted by this. It's a major stress, and. Um, what can I say? It's 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 really, it's some people handle it better than others. You know, um, I have friends that have managed to, however their circumstances are, to remain somewhat active. You know, doing um, you know, live stream shows and things like that. Uh, maybe the odd sort of situation where, you know, it's completely COVID. You know, um, protocol correct performance situations which are limited but they do exist but you know not everybody's in that position you know 
not everybody's in a position to, you know, be able to do those kind of things. So a lot of musicians are basically just at home. Um, now some, you know, are, are uh, you know, working on writing, uh, recording, um, collaborations. You know, there's a lot of creative people out there and they find creative ways of dealing with this situation. But the loss of, you know, that not everybody's that type of a musician but for performing type of musicians people that thrive on the energy of a crowd and you know the interaction that happens with it and the feedback all of that it's pretty much pretty much a drag you know um i relate to it myself personally because you know quite a while ago uh i had i had everything sort of change in my life where um you know through the sad loss of my musical partner, Bob White, my band Bobcats came to an end, and all of a sudden, in a flash, everything changed, somewhat like COVID. You know, all of a sudden, the gigs and things like that weren't possible, um, you know, just like with COVID. So I've had that experience prior to COVID. And, you know, I, I bounced back to a certain extent and I started playing with some people and uh, sitting in with friends and doing my best to sort of keep. But I still had that contact with an audience, even though it was different and, and all that. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, with COVID happening, even that's nothing compared to someone who's gigging all the time and has more of a persona out there, whatever. Um I felt it. I still feel it. I wish that, you know, I was in a circumstance where I could go out and sit in with some of my friends, or do the odd gig with my, my friends as well. You know, I was doing some work with my old friend Al Foreman there for a while and playing with some really good people. You know, Jack Lavin and, you know, um, John Nolan and, you know, Jerry Cook and, you know, Roger Brandt as well. We did some stuff with Roger and, you know, just generally having a good time and going down to the uh, Pat's Pub and sitting in with Steve Kozak and <laughs> Roger Brandt and John and various other guys sitting in. It was fairly dynamic, you know, even though I didn't have a regular gig, per se, you know, I, I'd go down, I'd listen. Even if I wasn't playing, I would just have a great time listening to, to other people playing. And can't do that either, you know, really, safely. Um you know, it's, it's a very, very tough time for that. And I think that, you know, I'm a musician, so I have my own, and I'm an older musician. You know, I'm not really uh, going after it like some of the younger musicians have been who've lost all of their tours. You know, they've lost all of their, you know, the livelihood, really. And, you know, it's no secret as to the impact of COVID on the entertainment, entertainment industry, the music industry, uh, all live performance industry you know, theater, etc. Um, having said all that, you know, it's like I have been fortunate enough to uh, to find some sort of an outlet in doing a um, recording project with my old friend Dana Honey. And on some in some cases, you know, Randy Otto has been involved with us, who's a, a keyboard player from way back in the 60s I played with. And Dana, as well, is a guy who goes back to the 60s with me back in Winnipeg. Um you know, in any case, and sometimes Axel, um, uh, Randy's son, 
who was the same age as we were back in the day. <laughs> so, you know, it's been kind of fun, you know, and it's, it is fun, and it also gives me some sort of an outlet. It's not the same thing, but, you know, you just try to find a way to get by, and I think a lot of people, taking it out of the musical context, just, you know, non, non-musicians, people, just people, um, the stress, the wear and the tear, um, it's difficult. You know, it's easy to fall into, you know, a mild to more severe depression or anxiety or, you know, so many emotional and mental health problems go with the, the COVID thing. And, uh, you know, uh, I honestly, you know, I can say that that's been a thing for me. And music has been somewhat of a salvation of sorts. You know, I've uh, I've been fortunate that way very fortunate that I've had, you know, some degree of, of uh, connection with people through my music, whether it be through working with Dana and Randy, or, you know, just, I don't know, talking with my friends and, you know, sharing, sharing music and, you know, uh, old recordings and digging into things and, you know, um, it's, it's bittersweet in some ways because I don't know that, will ever see at all what we saw before. Probably not. Uh, highly likely not. I mean, what's going to happen in the future and how it's going to unfold uh, out of this pandemic and, and the effects it's had on people all around. Like, it's not, you know, like I'm, this is musical chats, but it's more than that. It's, you know, I'm talking about the wear and tear. Like when I was looking at those pictures, I'm saying, man, I look a lot older. There's, you know, I just, you know, maybe I, I just look a lot more tired, which I am. I'm tired and I'm not, you know, not my health isn't as good. You know, I put on weight, you know, because I'm not as active, which is not good for me because I have that issue. Um, you know, it's a difficult thing and I know I am not alone. I know that everybody has their bag of rocks to deal with and, you know, some people, like I say, they cope better than others. Some people, you don't even really know what's going on with them. I mean, you know, people put on a good front. I'm probably one of them, you know. A lot of people don't realize, you know, the kind of angst and, you know, stuff I go through. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to put it out there to the world in my podcast. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, we all are being affected. and We all have wear and tear which is the theme of my little podcast today, wear and tear. Um, life itself is like that. I mean, forget about COVID. Just wear and tear. How do you navigate and how do you cope? Um, you know, we're all, we're all faced with some very unusual circumstances right now and a very insecure future. There's a lot of people with rose-colored glasses on now that are thinking, oh, we got the vaccines, everything's going to go back to normal, and, you know, before you know it, da-da-da-da-da. Things are not that simple, in my in my viewpoint, the way I look at things. I mean, maybe I'm a little on the dark side, <laughs> the glass-half-empty kind of guy, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe we have to look at this a little bit more objectively, that, you know, this is, uh, with the variants that are happening, and with the lack of compliance, and you look at the significant number of people who are 
anti-vaxxers, anti-everything, you know, the anti-lockdown um, or whatever you want to call it, all that. And you look at what's developing, you know, in our country, in Canada, we have our big issues around those things. Um, I don't think you can minimize that. But if you look at the United States and you look at entire states dropping their mask, you know, laws or rules, their everything being opened up, bars opened up, you know, you name it, you know, Texas, Mississippi, you know, uh, it just goes on. And you, you, you think about this and you can see the reaction from the people in the you know, in the government that are, you know, medically orient, you know, the medical people like Fauci and people like that. And, uh, and the president, Biden himself, you know, coming off real strong against these people, the Neanderthals, as, you know, as he's characterized them, which is kind of an insult to Neanderthals. But um, what can I say? You know, there's serious political issues down there that are really impacting you know, the way that COVID has, is being handled. I mean, there's been four years prior to Biden and, and um, that, that, you know, um, has had really, really bad effects. And he's pulling it out of the fire as best as he can. He's pushing the vaccines. You know, he's, he's doing what he can, but he's up against the GOP. You know, it's not just him. It's the Democratic Party. And it's a complicated mess, right? But unfortunately, it's not just about politics. It's about a half a million people dead and more coming on. Um, you know, when people, well, when governments, you know, when America, they have a lot of internal, well, they have a, autonomy in their states where there's only so much the federal government can, you know, mandate. It boils down to the states individually. And, you know, their political agendas, you know, they want to get elected again, da-da-da-da-da. You've got this huge movement that's uh, not a very positive thing down there, the Trump movement, the uh, GOP movement, and the crazy wacko cues, and all of that. You know, it's a pretty scary thing. And you want to talk about wear and tear, you think too much about that, and you watch too much CNN or Fox or whatever you're watching, it's going to take a chunk out of your psyche. So what I'm going to say is, you know, I, I can't say I'm coping all that well. However, I am so grateful to have friends I can talk to, to have music I can play, music I can share, um, music by in solitude. You know, music for me is, is uh, you know, it's it's a gift. And I think we've all got, you know, the opportunity to use music as a form of therapy for ourselves. So on that note, I'm going to um, bid you adieu. And I will see you the next time around, Musical Chats with Danny. I hope this wasn't too heavy, but, you know, we are in heavy times. and We're all suffering from wear and tear. So I wish you all the best. See you the next time.